today we are joined by John Romano from West Palm Beach, Florida, from the Romano Law Group, a graduate of Florida State undergrad, former football player, served our country, and while, while in the military as part of the JAG Corps, he uh, attended law school at South Texas College of Law, and been practicing for 40 years and all over the country, is one of the renowned speakers that all lawyers look to hear and learn from, and John, I appreciate you being here today. I know you're getting ready to start a trial, and uh, I know how busy it can be. No, I've been looking forward to this. We'll, we'll have some fun and talk about some good and important things, but it's wonderful to see you and wonderful to be with you on this program. Well, thank you. Number one, what's the single most important thing you could tell a lawyer who wants to be successful in the field of plan of personal injury? Uh, the first word that pops into my mind is focus. Um, if, if you keep your head straight, you focus on what needs to be done in getting a task accomplished, focus on the job that you need to do, focus on taking care of your staff, you focus on uh, taking care of anybody and everybody having anything to do with that case, that focus is what is so important. It's why lawyers need to get in the zone and you do it in an early age. And the lawyers who know how to focus become, in my view, the greatest trial courtroom warriors. Focus. And, and what I like to analogize it to is that you're always cramming for finals when you're in trial. <laughs> and you have to get you have to get off the roller coaster, you make good or bad day, and you got to get right back to work. What is it that, that drives trial lawyers to be studying all the time and working all the time? You know, I, I can't say what it is for everybody, but I've often told people, I said, I feel as though when I'm in important uh, uh, depositions, uh, hearings, and especially in trial, I feel almost as if I'm going back to high school and college and engaging in a major athletic contest. There's the preparation. There's, uh, for me anyway, uh, it's, there's two-a-days. You're going nonstop, and it becomes a driving force in your life. It's all you can think about. And uh, my wife, Nancy, often has a big smile on her face when we talk about trial, and somebody will say, well, you know, I'll give John a call next week. She goes, no, 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 no. You're not going to be calling him during trial because he gets so zoned in. But I, but I think it's, it's almost like an adrenaline rush. And you know there is so much at stake because that client's entire life, in many respects, is in your hands. So that's why you want to do everything you can do to do your best. I like to say, you know, I remember when I was uh... – out of college, coach in high school football, and a couple parents came and complained to the head coach about football. And the coach said, you know, football's not for everybody. And there's a lot of other sports. And I kind of analogize to the law. Trial law is not for everyone. And if you don't like it, just like some kid that doesn't like contact or doesn't like football, they're going to hate it if they're on the team. And, and wouldn't you say being in a trial, if you don't like this, if you have anxiety, if you have stage fright, it's going to be hard to, to do what's necessary as a trial lawyer. You better believe it. I could not agree with you more, Brian. And there are many lawyers I have run into over the years. Some I've worked with, uh, with in a law firm, 
others I've run across, and I can see that that they're they're going through pure torture in in certain depositions. Um, the the adversity that is happening in hearings it is driving them crazy, and they'll come to me and say, "I can't sleep at night." They're irritable and all. I say, "Look, this is not for everybody," and I try to tell them. You got to find your niche, what it is that you like to do in the law, because there are so many things. And um, sometimes you get a great oral advocate, and they that person is better going into appellate law. Somebody else might go into another uh, area of specialization. Well, isn't that like they say? You know, you you have a team, whether it's your trial team or your team in the office. Everybody has a role. Somebody might be the person that's a good legal researcher. They're writing briefs. Somebody else may be good with people they might prepare witnesses. Somebody else is good with the jury, they're doing the trial. And really the trials, the, the complexity and the what nature of them today, you kind of need a team to compete. Oh yeah, no, and, and the team approach has been my favorite way of doing it. I, I would, I'm just gonna guess here, but I'll bet it's been 30 years since I actually tried an entire case all alone. And I don't like doing that. I'm, I'm a people person. I enjoy having a team. I like uh, to, to watch my, my trial partner get up and either give an opening or cross-examine a witness. I enjoy that. And then when we're all back at the, in the war room at the hotel at night, uh, it, it's enjoyable to sit back and go, okay, what happened today? What can we do about it? How do we fix this? How can we help the client, help the client, help the client? And, and that to me is what the sporting, uh, the, th the lessons we learned from sporting as kids. And it didn't have to be sporting. It might have been uh, scouts. It might have been being in a play, but it's still teamwork. It's all a team effort. I couldn't agree with you more. What are, what are the steps that you use when you're evaluating whether or not this is a case that should go to trial? Keeping in mind some cases, they're not offering you any money, you don't have any choice. But where you have a choice, what are, what are you looking for? What goes into your decision-making process? All right, well, that, that is a great question, and I, I'll share something with you that I didn't pick up until about 15 years ago, but I really started thinking about it. I thought, number one, once I meet the clients and evaluate the case, going through liability and all aspects of causation and damages and comparative fault, I like to say to myself, when I stand in front of a jury to begin jury selection, can I truly look in the mirror and say, I will be proud to represent these clients with these facts in this case? And if the answer is yes, I'm likely going to take that case because I got a good feeling about it. If something about the case makes me say to myself, I would be ashamed to be in front of a jury on this case, or I would feel very uneasy, then I start backing away and I may not want to do it. And so it goes beyond just trying to figure out whose fault it is or is there causation on, you know, what caused the TBI or what didn't cause it, it goes to more than that. It's that feeling of pride and being in front of a jury with that client in that case. 
Well, isn't it again back to the football analogy? If you don't like it, you're not going to be that good at it. And the more you like something, the harder you're going to work at it and the better you're going to be at it. Oh, yeah. And Brian, I mean, you, you know, and, and uh, so many know, and although it varies from sport to sport, I remember a high school coach telling me when I was in ninth grade, he said, Johnny, everybody loves a hitter. And when you're a football player, you're either a hitter or you ain't. <laughs> and you I can't, can't teach it. Uh, you can't change it. And I came to learn there are a lot of people out there at practice in two-a-days. They don't like hitting. And it's okay. They can – they'll be great in another sport. But if you don't like – I mean really enjoy harshness of physical contact in football, you're not going to do so – you're not going to do so hot in football. And when it comes to trial, if if you are totally stressed out by the back and forth, you, you're, it's not going to work. You got to get into something else. I think you got to love what we do, and I do. That's why, Brian, I tell everybody I will never retire. I hope I can do this until I'm 100 years old. I, I totally agree with you. Let's talk about trials. I mean, every case you have must have obstacles. Can you give us some examples and how do you, how do you figure out how to deal with the obstacles? Yeah. I, I, I mean, you're, you, you spend all kinds of time uh, brainstorming, trying to figure out if there is a given problem or a series of problems in the case, how can we confront the problem, identify it and figure out, is there something we can do to present the case to the jury and have a plausible explanation for this problem so that we can, run right over the problem or somehow um, make it go away with a good explanation. But I'll give you an easy example. You have a case where a young man is on a motorcycle. And that young man, at least in Florida, let's assume he is not wearing a helmet. And he's driving 40 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone and gets struck by somebody who runs a red light. It's not his fault at all. The jury is still going to wonder, would he have had the head injury if he didn't, if, if he'd have been wearing a helmet? And I think you can't just throw it away and say, well, we'll try to keep that out on a motion in limine. The jurors figure things out. They really do. So I think you look at it and you talk about how do we present him as a reasonable person, given his age, given all of the circumstances here, and you hit that problem head on. Uh, all of those problems that are obstacles. Now, I know, as you mentioned to me earlier, before we started, you're going to go to West Virginia, you're going to try this product liability case. And there's another lawyer in West Virginia, Scott Siegel, who's a well-known, fantastic lawyer, and you're going to work together. Is that yeah. something that you do in your firm? Do you partner or co-counsel with other lawyers, or do you try to go do it all by yourself? No, we, we like to partner and co-counsel with other lawyers. I, as, as I well, why, why is that? Why do you like to do that? Uh, because the, the, the old saying, two heads is better than one, I agree with. I also happen to be somebody who relishes in the teamwork approach to virtually anything. I would prefer to be in a boat where there are five people rowing as opposed to in a kayak all alone. That's my approach to going down the rapids. I want to be there. It's more enjoyable, more exciting. And I like my teammates to be able to rely on me. And I like to be able to rely on my teammates. 
that's a big part of what I do, and it's it's going to be an honor trying this case with uh, Scott, and we got uh, Dino Colombo and Travis Moeller and Todd Romano. We're all going to try it together. So you'll bring the dream team to Huntington, West Virginia. <laughs> well, I maybe 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 somebody will be dreaming about us. <laughs> well. You, you know, you told us how much you love your job and you hope you never retire. I mean, what is it about every day, you know, getting up? You may be tired. You may have stayed up late at night preparing. What is it that drives you to continue to do it every day? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I will say I, I think family is a, a big part of this. Uh, my, my wife just has always been so supportive. We're coming up on our 48th anniversary, and that's a, a huge, huge part of it. Our staff is magnificent. They're fired up. They're supportive. So when you're working with wonderful people uh, and, uh, you know, our kids, two of our kids are, I, I call them kids. They're in their mid-40s, our <laughs> lawyers practicing in the firm. Um, it's just, it's exciting. But to do what we do, the kind of cases we handle, working for clients, I just, it's, it's, it's like a fantasy dream come true to be able to do this an entire career. And that's why I don't want it to ever stop. I want to keep doing it. Well, you've been a lawyer over 40 years. You've handled every kind of case. You've had some great verdicts, great settlements, great results for your clients. But as things get old and things get new, I see you're always out there speaking and trying to learn more. What is it that you do to try to keep up with the new cutting edge things, whether it be in trial work or technology or in the practice of law? Well, n number one, and Brian and I honestly do this, I listen and I pay attention. When I go to seminar, I am taking notes. I don't mind sitting in the front row taking notes. And sometimes I'll hear lawyers uh, say, well, you know, who's going to teach me? And all? I don't ever feel that way. In fact, if there's a young 27, 28-year-old lawyer who has an experience, I want to gain from whatever he or she is about to say. So to me, that eagerness, it has stayed there with me. I feel blessed because I can tell you every morning when I get up, I am just as fired up as I was when I was a brand new young lawyer. And a lot of that is because I see all of these new things, new theories, uh, lawyers I've known who are uh, becoming judges, new lawyers coming up. And then you go to these seminars and I just get fired up. I, I've heard you speak several times. I'm in the back. I feel like a cheerleader when you're up there speaking. And I'm, I know that I'm not only learning, I'm getting motivated. And it's, it's just a great buildup. Well, thank you. We're so honored to have you. But as we wind down, if I can give you a minute and a half to two minutes, what is it? that young lawyers that want to be trial lawyers, what is it they need to do? More than anything else, young lawyers must devote themselves to the cause of the client. I tell people all the time, you have three agendas in every case, Brian. Agenda number one is the agenda of your client. Agenda number two is the agenda of your client. Number three, the agenda of the client. Work for the client, work for the cause of the client, get yourself out of it, get your, uh, personally as a young trial lawyer, get your ego out of it. Don't be trying to prove to somebody you're the smartest or the best or the coolest or the prettiest or the most handsome or any of that. Think about the client. 
And if you work hard for the client, you fight for the cause of the client, you will do well as a lawyer and have a great and a rewarding career. Well, I don't know how any juror could take, turn you away. So all the best of luck in West Virginia. We're looking ready to hear about the great results you guys get up there. And oh, I know you've been oh, working hard for many years on that case. So thank you so much for taking a few minutes okay. of time.